The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. Finish then thy new creation, pure and spotless. Let us be, let us see thy great salvation perfectly restored in thee, changed from glory into glory, till in heaven we take our place, till we cast our crowns before thee, lost in wonder, love, and praise. Beloved, we welcome you to this service of worship. The liturgy, music, and homily this day are offered for our gathered community here in Marsh Chapel for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership and service in our midst, and as the Spirit moves come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
we pray. Almighty God, you have built your church upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Grant us so to be joined together in unity of spirit by their teaching, that we may be made a holy temple acceptable to you through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Beloved, it is our practice and discipline as we gather for ordered worship to order our lives, beginning with the illumination of the beauty of God and continuing to confession before Almighty God, recognizing that we are human, that is, mortal and prone to harm others. So we pause for individual silent prayers of confession as we gather in corporate worship upon the Lord's day. As the choir sings for us our traditional Kyrie, Lord have mercy, may we bow together in prayer. Let us pray.
Beloved, let us be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven us. Hear good news. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. A lesson from the second book of Kings, chapter 2, verses 1 and through 2 and 6 through 14. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the company of prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the water. The water was parted to the one side and to the other until the two of them crossed on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I may do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, Please let me inherit a double share of your spirit. He responded, You have asked a hard thing. Yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted you. If not, it will not. As they continued walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them, and Elijah ascended in a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha kept watching and crying out, Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. But when he could no longer see him, he grasped his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. He picked up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water, saying, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? When he had struck the water, the water was parted to the one side and to the other, and Elisha went over. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
lesson from Paul's epistle to the Galatians, chapter 1, verses 1 and 13 through 25. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit to a yoke of slavery. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For what the flesh desires is opposed to the Spirit, and what the Spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to prevent you from doing what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. I am warning you, as I have warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us say together verses from Psalm 77 with the antiphon. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, that he may hear me. In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. I will call to mind the deeds of the Lord. I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work and muse on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is so great as our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have displayed your might among the peoples. With your strong arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. The very deep trembled. The clouds poured out water, the skies thundered, your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind, your lightnings lit up the world, the earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, 
your path through the mighty waters, you, yet your footsteps were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Now let us stand as we are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke, chapter 9, verses 51 through 62. Glory to you, O Lord. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. But they did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples, James and John, saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. Then he went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
Please be seated. Summer brings a pause as for those more than 8,000 women and men who circled the city and passed right by the steps of Marsh Chapel earlier this morning in a 10K run by the Boston Athletic Association. The glory of God is a human being fully alive. Summer brings a pause to the schedule of Marsh Chapel in the month of June. We devote our first Sunday following worship to a gathering of the community for luncheon and the second Sunday before worship to a consideration of books for summer reading. And then on the third Sunday as last Sunday we offer a Father's Day brunch, a gift for those who may not have thought ahead for Father's Day. Consider it again for next year and be with us. And then today we have following worship for one hour Vacation Bible School, also known as Vacation Survival School, we invite you to join us if you are of a certain age. You may determine the age upon your own consideration. Summer brings us a pause as well as we go into July. This will be the 10th year in which Marsh Chapel has provided for globe and region and community a national summer preacher series. In addition to hearing from our own team, chaplains, university chaplains, Chica and Whitney, you will be given the gift of voices from Atlanta, Georgia, from Oklahoma, from New York, the venerable dean of the Morehouse College Chapel, the Reverend Dr. Lawrence Carter will be with us, Dr. Mark Davies, an ethicist, environmentalist, and teacher from Oklahoma will grace us with his presence the Reverend Susan Schaefer, one of the very few women in our denomination to have led a large church for some years, will be with us as well, laboring under the mighty theme, A Lucan Horizon, when the Boston University newspaper asked why such a theme, the reply was two, twofold. This is the lectionary that binds us together, and while we don't always follow it, especially in the summer this year, we shall, and second, because our world needs and our time needs from St. Luke a reminder of the passionate compassion of Almighty God. Jesus in Luke traverses his territory caring for the least, the last, the lost, those at the dawn of life, those in the twilight of life, those in the shadow of life. We celebrate the divine passion for compassion coming this summer. Summer brings a pause in which we can listen carefully to the delightful scriptures that are ours this year. Why, every one of them the past several weeks could have deserved 30, 35, 40 minutes of preaching. We spare you that. We stay within 21 minutes each Sunday. How good today, by the way, that sweet chariot was read by a Baptist and the freedom that Christ gives us, setting us free by a Lutheran and the passage from St. Luke by an Anglican. It was meant to be. These are your scriptures. They feed us. They're wonderful. Who wouldn't want their children to know about Elijah? Elijah battling drought. Elijah against the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. Finding then God not in earthquake, wind, or fire, but in a still, small voice. Elijah is last week contesting with King Ahab and Queen Jezebel. And today that most beautiful passage in Hebrew scripture except for Hosea 11. A sweet swinging chariot 
came down from heaven and translated Elijah from Elisha, that movement from one generation in ministry to another, that movement from one generation in ministry to another, so wonderful. And here, Galatians, the Magna Carta of Christian freedom, Paul wrote Galatians to answer one single question, must a Jew become a Gentile in order to become a Christian? And he said a thousand times, no. If you don't remember another line from the Bible, memorize Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and do not be enslaved again. From Paul, who says in this letter to the Galatians that he received faith by apocalypse, that he lives in Christ. I have been crucified with Christ in the life I now live in the flesh. I live by the faithfulness of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Paul, who says in Galatians that life is not based on creation, but on new creation. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. Paul, who recalls for us the fruit of the Spirit today, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faith, a gift of the Spirit, gentleness, self-control against such, There is no law, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and do not be enslaved again. Who would not want now for several weeks to bathe in the beauty of St. Luke's rendition of the gospel? We're just turning now into those 11 chapters in which Luke crystallizes with his own material what the gospel is to be. You know, these things we assume were prevalent are only found in Luke, the Good Samaritan, only in Luke. The lost sheep, only in Luke. The lost coin, only in Luke. The prodigal son, only in Luke. The dishonest steward, only in Luke. Luke, the gospel of compassionate passion for those in need. We have a a summer pause which we could devote entirely just to savoring the beauty of the scriptures given to us. Today, though, we savor one other pause in this season. We're going to ask those listening from afar, whether in Tokyo or in London, whether in San Diego or in Chicago, whether on the North Shore or down on the Cape, we're going to ask you, seated to the left or to the right, to east or the west, whether at some point now there may be a a warm-hearted sense on your part, that you are being called into ministry. Now, we labor week by week and enjoy it in the ministry. It's a privilege. What a privilege to be in ministry, to be present, to be allowed to be present at time of birth, to be allowed to be present at time of death, to be allowed to be present at time of challenge and struggle and victory and celebration. What a privilege. Maybe that one or another, a woman or man, younger or older, within the range of this voice, may have considered a, a vocation, a calling to ministry, like that of Elijah and Elisha, like that of Paul of Tarsus, like that Jesus renders with a warning, follow me, but foxes have their holes, birds of the air their nests, The Son of Man has no place to lay his head. These are surely words from the lips of Jesus. Nature imagery, foxes in their holes which he loved, 
birds of the air and Aramaism. What other kind of birds are there than birds of the air? It's an Aramaic way of speaking. The Son of Man, his favorite self-appellation, isn't that a marvelous miracle that 2,000 years later we have from the lips of Jesus this warning to those who may be seeking a calling into ministry. And yet, warning to the side or warning alongside, we do invite you to consider whether there has been a touch of the heart confirmed perhaps by a passing remark, a throwaway line from another. She would be good in the pulpit. He would be good in the ministry. Churches near and far are waiting for young people and others who will take on the mantle of leadership, waiting for those who will build community, waiting for those who will resolve conflict, waiting for those who will open, teach scripture, waiting for those who will affirm and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Is that you? We carry the warning. The people whom you meet in the ministry are God's people, loving and wonderful. Other than the privileges mentioned, it is the people in ministry who guide and confirm and shape you. You enter the ministry sometimes seeking to change things, but change doesn't always or readily or easily come. My children have suggested to me that when I'm going to give an anecdote that I consider to be humorous or somewhat humorous, I should identify that this anecdote is meant to be humorous to carry a point, though. In the early 1980s, we served a church five miles south of the Canadian border. It was in the New York Times last summer on this week when the last of, second of the two escapees from Danamora was uh, detained right there within eyeshot of this church, a wonderful little church just south on Route 30, up from Canada, as they say. One summer, the church needed a new sign. This was before our arrival. The trustees had no money, but they had a neighbor who said, I'd love to do it. I have the skill, time. I'll pay for it myself. Go away. It'll be done in the summer. What they had in mind was a sign like we have here at Marsh, demure, letters, title, of sermon and so on. When they came back at the end of the summer, well, he just had a good old time. He built a gigantic sign with cement foundation and brick columns and 12 feet tall and nine shades of lights blinking and a circle and a triangle. They said, John, what did you do? He said, I just, I felt led by the Spirit. You know, those years, this was, I never wanted to see anyone hurt, but I I wanted change. And one of the change I wanted was that sign. And, you know, in the winter, when the trucks came down from Canada, that is down south, coming around Route 30 with the ice, sometimes they would slip a little bit. And I thought, maybe one day one of these trucks is going to go off. I didn't want anybody hurt. It was sort of a daydream prayer, but not everything changes. So, but one night in the autumn, a neighbor from Constable called Burke, Constable's the out appointment, you don't live in the out appointment, said, Reverend Hill, something's happened, you need to know about it. And I said, yes. He said, you know how the trucks come from Canada and slide in the ice? Well, it was icy tonight and a truck went off the road. I said, yes. He said, yeah, it went right across the church lawn. I said, yes. He said, yeah, it went right into that sign. I said, really? He said, oh, yeah. 
I said, what happened? He said, no one was hurt. I said, thank goodness. He said, but it was totally, totally destroyed. I said, really? Well, thank you so much. And I was about to hang up. And, and I said, so it was completely destroyed? And he said, yes. And I said, well, I guess we'll have to get a committee together and rebuild the sign. And he said, what do you mean? The sign is fine. The truck was destroyed. The sign is there perfectly. Moved a quarter inch, and it's there to this day. Not everything you want to change is going to change in a lifetime or 40 years or 50 years of ministry. Some will and some won't. My children tell me that when I'm going to offer an anecdote that is ostensibly humorous, I should identify that ahead of time. Preaching itself, the gift to God and neighbor doesn't always work as you plan. In our last assignment, we had three services on Sunday, 8, 10, and 11, so the sermon needed to be rehearsed early, 5, 6, 7, and then usually a little bit late, I would go out the door and Jan would be in the basement, you know, an average basement with laundry and tools and a TV and an exercise machine. And this morning's sermon was on blessings, and I was ascending the basement stairs, and she said, oh, I just learned something. Dubai means God bless you. I said, what? She said, it means God bless you. I said, Dubai? You mean the country in the Middle East named Dubai means God bless you? She said, what? I said, it means God bless you? She said, yes, it means God bless you. So I went to church, and I thought this is a perfect ending to a sermon, and I told the gathered clergy, younger and older, what I was going to do. The younger clergy said, oh, That sounds great. The older clergy said, I don't think so. Ended the first sermon, first service, with an illustration about Dubai, the country in the Middle East, meaning God bless you. The 830 crew is usually a taciturn group. They want to come and leave. But even though uh, sometimes there was a cold shoulder, this Sunday it was particularly cold with regard to Dubai. One said, are you sure about Dubai, meaning God bless you? With that caution, I left aside that illustration for the 10 and 11 services. We had dinner that night with someone who'd been present in the last service. He said something about the sermon, and I said, oh, you know, I just didn't use what I wanted to at the end. I said, I learned uh, through my wife this morning that Dubai means God bless you. And then we got talking about something else, and across the table I see Jan looking at me with that look. Do you know that, that look, that look that says what are you talking about? We got in the car and it was 20 below zero inside the car if it was 20 above outside. And we start to drive home and she says, what are you talking about? Dubai. I said, Jan, you told me when I was going up the stairs that it would be good for this sermon. Blessings that Dubai means God bless you. She said, I did not say that. I said, good Goodbye means God bless you. Not Dubai means God bless you. Goodbye. In other words, we don't always get to the finish line and the mark, even in a sermon, a sermon of a summer pause. Summer brings us a pause in a run across the city of Boston, in gatherings at Marsh Chapel, in the savoring of the scripture of the season and in a call to the ministry. I wonder if within the sound, the range of this voice, there are women or men who sense that urging, that call to the ministry. 
You know, we believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in the true person, Jesus, to reconcile and to make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. God calls us to be the church, to celebrate Christ's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our help. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Well, beloved, in this summer pause, may I offer you a a parting word to take with you. The word is Dubai. It means God bless you. The Apostle Paul noted, we should devote ourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. So let us come personally and collectively to prayer, standing, sitting, kneeling, or however the Spirit moves you. The call to prayer is hymn 473, Lead Me, Lord. Almighty God, from sunrise to sunset, we praise your name and give you thanks, for your love endures through all generations and your blessings are as countless as the sand on the seashore. We thank you for the changing seasons, the spacious skies, the sparkling seas, and the luscious landscapes. We are thankful for green plants, fruit-bearing trees, birds, fish, and the creatures that roam the earth. We thank you for your creation and pray that we remember our responsibility to take care of it. Help us to live responsibly. We thank you for the freedom to serve one another in love, but we need your help. Holy Spirit, we open our hearts to you and welcome you to lead us. Help us to stand firm and not be burdened by our worldly desires. We ask that you help us to not be so distracted by our differences that we miss the opportunity to be patient and kind. We call on you to help us to not be so focused on following religious rituals and rules that we fail to experience experience the renewing joy and peace that comes from true communion with God. We confess our sins For we made a commitment to follow you, but we pick and choose when we will do so.
we follow you when it is convenient for us. Gracious God, we are sorry. Please forgive us. Help us to have the faithfulness and self-control to be your willing and steadfast followers. We pray for the fruit of your spirit. We ask that you help us to express our faith through love, approaching others with generosity and gentleness. What a privilege to carry everything to you in prayer. We are grateful that we can bring our burdens to you. Lord of peace, we pray for those who are enduring floods, fires, tornadoes, or extreme heat. Comfort them, Lord, and give them the strength to persevere. We pray for people who are targeted for acts of violence and oppression. Comfort them and give them the strength to endure and forgive. Some of us are grieving the loss of loved ones, and others are sick. Some of us are in so much pain that we are unable to accomplish simple tasks without anguish. Some of us have lost our way. We struggle with worries, doubts, and fears. But in the midst of these trials, we will not be shaken. Our faith in you helps us to endure the suffering, knowing that you are at our right hand. So we ask you to abide with us and comfort us, heal us, and fix us. We ask these things secure in knowing that if we ask, you will answer. Help us to hear and recognize your response. Hear our prayer, for we offered it in the name of the one who set us free from sin, Jesus Christ. And now we pray together the prayer that our Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. peace of the Lord be always with you. We welcome you once again here to the nave of Marsh Chapel, and we invite you to participate in our ritual of friendship by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew, passing that book along to your neighbor so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know one another better throughout the coming week. 
Following the service today, we invite you downstairs for coffee hour and for vacation Bible school for those of a certain age, although I must confess the certainty of that age I am a bit uncertain of. Also, we note that next week begins our National Summer Preacher Series, and we invite you to take a look at the schedule for that series in your bulletin or on the Marsh Chapel website at bu.edu slash chapel, where you can also find the opportunity for online giving. As, As the ushers wait upon us for our morning offering, we invite you to meditate upon Palestrina's setting of the motet Sicut in Holocaustis. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
Dear God, grant us, we pray, the fruit of your spirit, which is generosity. Inspire in us a practice of generosity. Unlock within us a heartfelt sense of generosity. Make us masters of ourselves that we might then be servants of others. Bless these gifts and the givers we ask in Christ's name. Amen.
May the sun show warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes, God's hand to you, the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and always. Amen. Amen.